Joining us now is the great investigative journalist, also the founder of Just the News, John Solomon. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining us on this big breaking news. What what do you know about what the Washington Post is reporting? Yeah, listen, I think uh, uh, I have been told for some time, I've said this publicly uh, in some of my interviews, that some of the government officials I've talked to over the last uh, few weeks, as I've been uh, reporting on this, have told me two things, that there have been an interest to see if the president, based on witnesses' description, had some remaining documents about uh, nuclear weapons or nuclear strategy, and that they had some interest in some documents involving North Korea, and and whether that's nuclear-related or just Kim Jong-un or uh, relations, I I don't know. I've, I've heard that from lots of officials. Here is the fundamental question. I've been saying this, I think it's a very important thing. The president is the ultimate declassifying authority, meaning on the spot, the president could declassify something. It doesn't have to go through a review. It can be done on many times. It's done in a written order, but it can be done on the spot. George W. Bush's 2003 order makes clear the president has unilateral authority to uh, declassify any docket at any second without having to take any further action. It is unclear to me that the Justice Department has resolved the question of whether the documents the president had uh, that they've been looking for could have been declassified, that they've actually checked into it. And let me tell you the path of things that we know go on. The president, these classified documents that they retrieved earlier, we were told were in the residence. They got boxed up into uh, boxes by General Service Administration people and moved to Mar-a-Lago. Pretty extraordinary um, uh, consequence. They're classified documents in the residence. Nobody knows that they're there. They put them in boxes just like they were shoes, and they move in the Mar-a-Lago. And most of those boxes remain sealed for many months until the National Archives came uh, came knocking. Um, the fact that they're in the residence raises the possibility that the president could have moved them there by declassifying them. That's one of the questions we don't know, right? Sometimes the, the new, uh, uh, classified documents are brought to the residence, and they're treated as classified sometimes. They're treated as unclassified. They've been declassified when they go to the residence. We just need to do a lot more reporting uh, on this. And I think the, the really selective leaks that have been going on in the media are giving us little fragments, little bits of uh, titillating information without the larger big questions answered. Is it possible the president declassified these documents and nobody has asked that question or researched it? Are they still sensitive? Maybe, but if they're declassified, it may not be a criminal matter. So. We're going to keep reporting on that, but that's some of the things I've heard. I've heard nuclear things. I've heard North Korea things. Um, uh, Again, um, it's not clear that they found what they were looking for when they were there the other day. Now, what's interesting, and everybody, we're talking to John Solomon um, real quick with this big breaking news that the Washington Post is reporting nuclear documents of some sort, nuclear weapons documents tied to it. Um, So you're saying that obviously the president can declassify at any time verbally. So there's a chance that he declassified it, even if it was kind of sensitive, if he verbally did, if somebody can say, yeah, I was there, right, I was there, and he declassified it, if somebody can come forward at some point. Um, So that could be part of it. The other, There doesn't even have to be a witness. The president could declassify it in the silence of his own room. And under under the current regulations, as I understand them, as the lawyers I've talked to the last few weeks, the president has an absolute authority to declassify. Now, there should be good record keeping, but there wouldn't be. Here's one of the things that's interesting, Rita, uh, which is almost every classified document the president gets gets logged in and out, right? There's a record of it. Is the National Archives missing nuclear documents, or do they have them? If they have them, 
Why are they still looking for him? Maybe it's just based on some witnesses testimony, just like witness testimony we heard the other day, right? Oh, the president grabbed the steering wheel, the Secret Service. Uh, no, they didn't. Um, there is a lot of unclarity about what is driving the search for these documents. You would think if the National Archives knew that the president had nuclear documents that they're, and they're not in the archive, that, well, they're missing. Uh, that is a question that doesn't seem to be at issue here. It doesn't appear that the National Archives has a log saying there's these missing documents. So it could be someone remembering something months later that went before a grand jury or said something. Uh, but usually all classified documents brought to the White House or in, entered into the White House, there's a log. They're kept. There's a very care, careful record-keeping system. And I think that that's one of the other pieces of this that the reporting hasn't captured thus far. Now, when you talk about that it was brought over to Mar-a-Lago, do we know that those documents were brought over by GSA? Somebody else boxed them up. So in other words, uh, do we know that that's how they ended up in Mar-a-Lago or do we know if the president brought them? So uh, the majority of the 15 boxes that were originally collected earlier this year, according to the National Archives, this is their account in the letter that they sent out, were gathered by GSA and sent over. It's not clear the president even knew there. I mean, I knew there were boxes in a locker. Did he know what that was in there? I don't know. There are other items that the president likely brought by himself. I'll give you one example that I've heard about uh, from law enforcement officials and others. The president had a bunch of photos of his interactions with world leaders and probably some correspondence from world leaders. Now, under normal security law, any foreign communication is automatically assumed to be at the secret level. Uh, It's classified uh, automatically just because it involves a foreign government. So it could very well be that Donald Trump has pictures of himself with Kim Jong-un. It might be the identical picture that the New York Times also published when they covered the event, right? Uh, But if uh, if the president has it and it was taken by a government photographer, it could possibly have a classification on the back of the photo. Does anyone think that that's a major national security risk? No, I don't think most people would be worried about a photo that the New York Times or the Washington Post could have taken. So there's a lot of complexity here, and the media has repeatedly – listen, we, two days ago we were told Merrick Garland reports out there, incredible news organizations. Merrick Garland was out of the loop on this. You saw how accurate those reports are. There's a lot of reporting here that's fragmentary in a very complex world of classified information. I think we need to slow down, keep getting facts, and put the pieces together, timeline together answer these important questions like you and I are asking right now. Well, that's why. And is your impression that, uh, John Tellman, that this nuclear weapons, these docs, some of them were given in the 15 boxes? Is that that's your impression originally? Yeah, I don't think so, because if they were in the 15 boxes, they would, uh, the Washington Post report would not would not be saying they were looking for them now. Right? They were claiming, uh, as I understand it, and I heard some people today in the government circles telling me that that was one of many things they were looking for, something about nuclear, something about North Korea. Uh, It's really not clear. And a lot of the people who are talking might be violating court orders or grand jury secrecy. Uh, And so we have to take everything uh, there. There has always been concerns about this because this was the same questions that surrounded Mrs. Clinton. There was some highly classified North Korea document that was at the focus of her investigation. I think we just need to take our time. It's just going to take time to get facts. We need to be patient. We're in a murky world of, of intelligence, and not many laymen and laywomen, myself included, really know all the rules. And so I think we got to take everything at a step at a time, uh, go slowly, be methodical. Maybe there's something serious here. Maybe there's not. But I know one question that we haven't answered is, 
what is the president's account of what he declassified? And I think we need to get that answer because as the ultimate declassifying authority, he may have more latitude than the Justice Department is portraying right now. Yeah, and what you just said is that he could have even done it silently. That was interesting, John, because I knew that he could verbally. I was not aware he could even do it by himself, right? So he could say, I declassified that, you know? I mean, that's what's really amazing and not even have to have a witness, correct? Under the order, it's really expansive. The order just makes clear the president, vice president are in a category all by themselves. Now, there may be good procedures that the White House should normally follow. Like, when remember, when he declassified the Russia documents, I've made public the actual order. He actually signed an order saying, I'm declassifying these documents on January 19, 2021. So sometimes there's a very good record-keeping order. Ideally, there would be a record-keeping order for all declassifications. But as I read it and as the national security experts I talked to today have told me, uh, it can be done verbally. And I, I, w- I was with someone today who you know, served a different president, and they were at the secret level one day in a meeting, and they were pre- meeting with President Bush. And they came into the meeting, and it was like, oh, I have to leave the meeting. I don't have top secret. The president says, you're cleared. And that's all it took? You're cleared. So there can be that level of instant change that only a president, vice president can do. No one else can do that in the government. And I think that that's, you know, something that we haven't pondered in the media very much. We've got to keep digging. We're going to get a lot of answers. It's going to take several weeks, I fear, before we know the whole truth. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, John Solomon, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, last minute on this big breaking news, because when you see a headline like that, I know who the best person to go to, and that's you. Oh, so you. we're really grateful for you to be here on the Rita Cosby Show with this important information, my friend. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. The great John Solomon of Just the News, who has really been on top of all of this. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.